0: as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast
1: right welcome back to the show everybody today my guest is paxton chase paxton chase is a 23 year old alternative indie artist from trenton new jersey he gained recognition at age 19 for the song i want to kill myself but now is not the right time since then he has released seven projects most recently being pretend in 2021 my guest today paxton chase paxton how are you today i'm doing good how are you um really good man yeah thanks for coming on the show today oh thank you for having me
2: man it feels
1: great for sure dude yeah it sounds good i was just mentioning to you before we got started here um you know listen to s- some of your stuff before we hopped on here and yeah i really dig it man i how would you describe your sound like uh how would you if you're if, you know your elevator pitch or whatever if somebody's asking you what uh what your sound is like What, how do you describe it
2: i would describe it as an alternative version of hip-hop and lo-fi rock if i really had to figure it out
1: Yeah, I can definitely hear that. You know what I really like about like when you say lo-fi rock, like you kind of have the microphone going and there's a little bit of like, you can kind of hear you adjusting the guitar or something like that. It has that little bit of behind the scenes kind of feel to it, which I thought was super cool. It's more, it's kind of like more intimate, right? It makes you feel like you're, you're sharing like a a track that you just, you recorded in your living room or something like that. It has kind of an intimate vibe to it. I, I don't know if that's intentional or are you going for that?
2: Um, yes, I mean, most of my tracks honestly are kind of in my living room since the pandemic. I uh sure. kind of just been stuck in my house. Um, yeah, so yeah, most of them got that feeling because that is that
1: feeling that is actually what's happening. Yeah, how is the uh, how did the pandemic affect your music? Was it like for better or for worse, like how what was it? I mean, it's been a couple of years now, so what was it at the beginning of the pandemic versus like how are you doing with everything now?
2: Um, beginning it was kind of like. I felt stranded, you know, I couldn't really mm. outsource or do certain things. So I was just writing a lot of songs, writing and writing, honing my craft, I would like to say. Sure. Um, but once it was time to get the ball, ball run, rolling and everything was like, you know, you could go outside a little bit, you can't do too much. That's when I uh, worked on Pink 2 and um, I got that out. That would be for Pretend. And um, that's when I like really put my heart and soul in that one and then Pretend it was my next one.
1: Okay. Nice. No, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, I basically had, there's an adjustment period, right? At first you're kind of going, okay, well, like you say, you're feeling a bit stranded, but then, you know, you make the best of it, right? So you kind of do, do what you can. And you know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, just by the looks of it, you've, you've got a lot of releases. Like it seems like you, uh, you're a pretty creative guy. What is your, uh, what does your creative process look like? Like what, what inspires you? How do you get inspiration? How do you know that you've been inspired? What does that look like for you as far as your creative process, putting together a song or an album? Um, for me it's like a puzzle and mm. I always say
2: this to people when they ask me I don't just I can't sit down hear a uh, a beat or anything and just write like I have mm. to just do it off the top of my dome for a little bit so the first couple lines are freestyled mm. and if I like that I'll take that put that down then I'll write after that and if I if I can't write again I'll freestyle some more and then I like that put that in it's just, like I said it's a puzzle so most of my songs are freestyled written, freestyle written Um. Some of them are all freestyled. It's like, depending on, it's just the mood type of thing, Mm. but that's just for the song. When it comes to the project, it's a whole different world for me because every song is done like that. But then I always do more than I, uh, usually need. like for, Mm. for for 10, it was nine songs, but there was like, I want to say 12, maybe 20 songs thought about for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Yeah and uh some of them will never see the light of day some of them <laughs> were recently released like okay um yeah it's, it's it's a weird thing that i go through but one thing that it's always been the same is me and my friends or the people that are in my support group we uh get together and we listen to it it's a big listening party it's like seven of us nice. and we just feed off each other ideas like yo you should do this no nah, he shouldn't do this you know, let's turn this down let's turn this up and that hones it. I have friends that know nothing about music, just know how to listen to it. Mm. and I have friends that know so much about music. so it it gives me best of both worlds, you know what I mean and that's my favorite part of it honestly.
1: For sure. So yeah, I was going to ask you about like, what what is your take on? Because you can see on your Spotify page, you got some collaborators on that. How important is collaboration to you? It sounds very important. Like, what can you say about the collaboration as far as, uh, you know, how important it is to you, how energizing it is to you. And uh, you've talked a little bit about how it helps with the, the finished product. But how about the actual songs themselves? Uh, like, do you have people in there recording with you? Or do you kind of give them the track and they can kind of take it home and, and put their stuff on it. Or how does that look like for you? I mean, it depends. Um, some people come
2: over, you know, do what they got to do. Some people just, I just send it to them, but I, I like, I love collaborating. because I don't want to say it's like competition, but mm. it does hone your skills. You know, it yeah, makes yeah. you, you want to be, you want, you want people to remember your verse over the next guy's <laughs> verse or whatever it yeah, yeah. may be. I got, you. um, yeah. but the bottom line about that is making a good song that has people remembering both your verses but just saying you know his was a little better and i love collaborating because you meet a lot of different people i've met a lot of different people all over the world doing this um i'm doing different types of music especially because i try my best to change genres every project so uh, i've met so many different people and it's like cool to see like how people in the UK, you know, really work with music, or people in Canada or mm. Vegas, or you know, different parts of the world. Like it's really cool to see how certain people, how their mind works. If that makes sense, and I, I love it. That's just yeah. how it works. I love knowing it.
1: No, I get it. Yes, yeah. so you get kind of different perspectives, almost like on 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 a song yeah, that you exactly would, you would bring it, and it'd be you know one one way but then as soon as you expose it to somebody else's perspective it kind of takes a different shape right and then like you say it's like the puzzle another puzzle piece almost comes in there exactly that's super rad when do you know when to draw the line as far as like okay this song is done like has it been a process for you as far as you know is it gut instinct thing or is it you expose it to that circle of seven friends and they you know you unanimously agree on it what does it look like as far as like when okay when is enough enough when is it done
2: I usually just, and that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. Now I'm over right. here thinking deeply. <laughs> um, I usually just kind of, i record it or i write it. And after I'm done writing it, I, I, I usually just say, yeah, that's it. Like, I, yeah? I've never had a song where I'm like, oh, wait, does this need more? What should I do more? I, I'm mm-hmm. usually content with the writing process. Now, the contentment of the song is a different, you know, world. Like Then I'm like, ooh, is this song even good? <laughs> um, There's been times where I've taken, taken, um, uh, lyrics from a song, like a full verse, mm. and basically just put it on a new beat. Not, a, it's a whole oh, new song, just okay. same lyrics, um, because I could have the the same lyrics on three different songs, but when I put it out, that's the first time hearing that one. So, I uh, I I try my best to. Um, really write what i can write like really good because i want to i want to be content with it usually when it's done being written i'm really like okay this is this is okay or ah this is trash not try again and then if i try again i'm on, probably on a nuts beat because i i'm really a perfectionist so like once i don't like it i'm kind of like i don't want to do it anymore. let's go to the next one next uh, one and uh, then i might come back a couple years later but that definitely- moment.
1: Okay. So like when you, yeah, it's almost a process of like, you understand when something maybe isn't working or it's not fitting quite yet. So you have no issues abandoning something and just go, okay, onto the next thing, right? Like it's just, uh, it's more of that as opposed to, um, you know, the the flip side of it where you're just like, I keep adding on, like it's just almost when it, when a song is done, it's done. And if it's not working, move on kind of thing. Is that just, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Who does the uh the artwork? I really enjoy your like uh, the, the cover art. It's always very different and it's like a natural you know, like a visual artist it looks like. Who who does the artwork for you?
2: Um, I love to outsource for different artists. Okay. There's always a different artist. None of my projects have the same artist and I, I love that. Yeah, for that, sure. That, Um, I, what I'll do, I might be scrolling through Instagram where I might know a person personally, and um, I might see a piece of art of theirs and I'm like, I need this. Mm, (laughs) This is amazing. I need this. Or do you have anything else that you may, that you think will work for this? I I just, I love the, I I think music is art and doing that type of art is art. I love to see different arts come together. So that's always going to come to my cover arts.
1: So another collaboration, essentially, like you're just kind of open to, you know, whatever speaks to you and When you do approach an artist like that, do you kind of give them the vibe of what you're going for with the album? Or like to your point, is there something that speaks to you that's already been created and you go, Hey, can I use this for my album? Or is it sort of a mix of both?
2: Um, I usually go, Hey, can I use it for my project? And, um, then I'll send them like two, three songs that's off the project, and then they can kind of catch the uh, vibe from there. Totally. And yes. if they and if they don't, if they're not feeling it, then that's fine. Um, hopefully we can work later. But if they feel it, I love that. I, I get so excited
1: for it. I do. That's awesome. Yeah, no, super cool. I well, yeah, definitely shout out for that. It's very um worthwhile. I'll put it in the uh, the show the show notes, of course, all your links and all that. But when you go to your Spotify page, it really pops because you got all this nice beautiful like visual art as well so it's uh it's very effective so i just wanted to give you a, a shout out for that for sure appreciate it yeah so give a little bit of origin like go back like origin story when how long have you been into music like have you been you know writing music since you were yeah you fairly young is it fairly recent uh, tell us a little bit about your origins in music
2: um i've been in music since as long as i can remember i love i love doing music. Um, in elementary school, uh, I begged my mom, begged her to um, get me a drum set, oh, a nice. flute, yeah, yeah, and um, a piano, and I just had no idea how to play them. But YouTube is the strongest thing in the world, and I learned as best I could. I even took some classes, and eventually, you know, I was six, so I kind of you know, nah, whatever, it's done. You know, right. Short attention span. Um, I turned when i was like 13 i was doing comedy rap for a little bit just um just having fun on the bus at school just doing like funny stuff for a little bit and then at 14 i asked my my mom for singing lessons put me in singing lessons she said sure this uh, and then like before the first singing lesson i was like why am i doing this i don't want to do this so no and i honestly thought i was not going to do anything in music and then I turned uh, 17 and I released my first uh, project. It was a collaboration project somewhere on the internet. I and um, <laughs> now look at me here, singing and rapping and having all these instruments. Like yeah. I always think about that, how I was like, Mom, could I, I don't want to do single lessons. I'm sorry. And now I'm like, I
1: should have picked those singles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's super cool. So, And then uh, let's talk about a little bit about your uh, that first single that, that you started getting some notoriety for. So you were 19 years old uh you know i want to kill myself but now is not the right time uh obviously a fairly dark title beautiful song though you, you have a nice falsetto voice and kind of a lo-fi you know sounding acoustic guitar and then you kind of do some uh some flow like some rapping over it and all that how does that song come to be is it a little bit uh tongue-in-cheek or were you actually in, in that dark of a spot at that time uh tell us about the whole you know every this whole story about surrounding that song and that single
2: um I just started working on my my very first project um, called Walk With Me. And I I was in a dark spot. I was 19. I was struggling in college. It it was a hard world. And um, my friend sent me this beat. And I fell in love with it. Like, it was an amazing beat. The dark, the dark tone it had, the background vocals, everything about it was amazing. And I just went into the booth and I just did it, no written, no nothing, just nice, did it.
1: Nice.
2: And I, I posted it with no mindset that it'll, you know, go viral. I didn't expect it to go viral because all the other songs I did were just, you know, hundred views, or three hundred views, nothing wild. Um, yeah. I was kind of at that point. I, I felt like I was kind of making music for myself. And when I woke up the next day and it was already at 500K, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What? Like, I I was shocked. And uh, being a young, being so young, knowing nothing about the music industry, knowing nothing about how to deal with it, I'm
1: like, I made it. Like, I'm famous now. Like, I don't have to do anything. Like, (laughs) it's over. Yeah, yeah interesting so and what kind of feedback did you get like were people kind of reaching out to you going hey this this song just the subject matter kind of spoke to me and you know helped me get through a time or was it more so just the vibe is cool it's kind of unique sounding like what kind of feedback were you getting from that one
2: um all of the above honestly cool, um yeah. some
1: people some people were like yo this is
2: hot good luck out there or some people were like yo um thank you um I, i'm i'm happy i'm not alone i really feel what you're talking about like you you were able to express what i'm feeling cuz I, I can't do it myself like it was a lot of different mixed emotions from it some people um i've had people uh, tell me that i was kind of um exploiting people's mm. feelings and overdoing it and stuff and i mean i can see why people would think that but I would just tell them my, my how I felt at the time. I was young. I didn't even think no one would listen. Um, I've had close friends like you know ask me, "Hey, are you okay? Like, yeah, like, hey, of what's course. going on here?" Yeah. Um, but I, I'm so grateful for that song to
1: this day. So that kind of, that's, that was not enough to kind of give you that motivation to, to keep going. You, you, you mentioned, it, you kind of felt like you were doing music for yourself to a degree beforehand. Was that enough to kind of, you know, go, okay, you know what, let's, let's lean a little bit more into this. Or do you think you would have, you know, presented, uh, you know, presented albums for the rest of your, you know, the next four years as you did, would you have stayed the course or was this enough to kind of motivate you to that next level? that definitely pushed me Um, Cool. yeah
2: yeah because when i was working on a walk with me i kept telling my friends like yeah this is probably my first or last because no one's gonna really listen it's not a big deal and because of that song people really listen so i mean
1: i'm grateful for it that's that's cool man so yeah that's the thing like you kind of touched on it when you when people are are hear hear your music and and can actually relate to the point that you're helping them through something and it's something that you went through as well. So it's, it's it's an empathetic experience that that music creates. I always think, you know, if somebody listens to the blues and for some reason it's uplifting because it shows, you know, that somebody is going through the same thing that you're going through and somehow it's the sad music, yet it's uplifting at the same time. So it's, a, it's pretty cool. Like the power of music, eh? Like, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. What what would you say are your, your main influences if uh, if you were to point to, okay, well, I like you know what I mean? Like if you're coming up with something, you're like, okay, I'm gonna throw a little bit, uh, you know, fill in the blank on this. Or uh, who are your main like uh, your your pillars, I guess, of uh, influences? I have five of them. There are okay. five idols. I always tell people this: uh, Michael Jackson, nice, uh, Kid Cudi,
2: mm. Hopson, mm-hmm. uh, XXX Tentacion, mm. and Fifty and Fifty Cent. Oh, nice,
1: cool, cool. Yeah,
2: all right. they've all influenced me in some way. When I started making music,
1: um, so I just yeah, those are the guys right there. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some of your your latest release. So you have the the one that was up from 2021, uh, and that's pretend. And you also have just a, I guess a three song mixtape you just put out. It's called uh, Mass or sorry, Monsters Have Feelings Too. When did that one come out? When did you put that one out?
2: Um, believe it or not, that was supposed to come out two days ago. Oh no but way! But it got it it got leaked. And it came oh. out the beginning of the month. Oh no! So way. I had to just <laughs> fix it and just put it out there. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay. Well, yeah. Either way, that's kind of cool. We're we're capturing you at uh, you know a time of a of a new release. So it's basically tell us a little bit about it. Is it just three songs basically? Is it? Uh...
2: Um, it's just three songs. Um, every song you kind of can hear the backstory of it and the point of the mixtape. I don't want to like. I didn't want to make it like real. Um hard or theatrical about it or anything it was just like three mixtapes but the point of it each song is like i'm painting as the monster but i'm still giving my feelings out mm.
1: so it's the title that's cool that's cool yeah i'll definitely check it out i'll spin a, one of the songs here at the end of the end of the podcast what is it what are you looking for in the future like what is uh you know pax and chase what's on the horizon for you as far as you know the rest of the year and you know what are you, you got three the next three to five years uh like you sort of planned out or are you the kind of guy that just sort of takes you know one month one year at a time kind of thing i i just kind of go and hope <laughs> that's the best <laughs> way i can say
2: it. i just kind of go and hope i i am working on a new project i don't have a name i don't have a title what's a name I, mean? I don't have um a track list and knowing me i could make a name tonight and change it tomorrow so but i know <laughs> that i have i do have something that i'm working on i'm looking forward to and hopefully it can come out soon
1: I like your, uh, you have a kind of a mix of, uh, you're very flexible with, uh, with your content as far as like, you like you say, you can change your mind, but you're also very decisive, decisive in the the way that you can release an album and just be, okay, it's done. So you kind of have this, uh, this strange dynamic. Cause a lot of people are either like, you know, you say you self-proclaimed perfectionist as well. So uh, yet at the same token, you have no self doubt when it comes time to release an album. Where a lot of perfectionists that I know that are musicians, they have a hard time releasing something. They always like it's never done right, and that's why I was kind of asking you about your process. Yes. They always just go through like, oh, it's never done. So you kind of have that uh, that that duality about you, which is interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean that's how when I first started, I was like, yo, this isn't good enough. We have to keep doing it. We have to do this. We have to do this. But as, as I like grew, I realized that sometimes you just got to put stuff out, let the, the public, you know, be the judges. Um, cause you're going to always be your worst critic. Sure. I did my best ability on it. So I hope that it's good. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, totally. What is your, what would be your advice for any, um uh, you know, up and coming musicians that are kind of, uh, listening to your stuff and inspired by it? Like what is, what are some of the, uh, you know, the, uh, life lessons that you've learned or even being as a musician, as far as like, what, what would you be able to, to pass on to, to those folks?
2: um, just, just to keep going, you know, stuff like that. Because I remember there's times I wanted to quit so bad, and I was on a verge multiple times. And you don't need anything expensive. I mm. took my first check at working at a grocery store at like 18, and I just bought like all this crazy expensive equipment and didn't know how to use a lick of it. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. After a while, I mean, I did figure it out, but I, but I, it was. It was big. It was taking up my small room. I Had to get rid of it. And <laughs> oh, okay. I bought a hun. I bought a hundred dollar mic and a hundred and fifty dollar interface. And I had a laptop. And that's why I made. I wanted to kill myself off of. So wow, it doesn't have to be expensive at all. It's, it's 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 what you choose to make it.
1: Yeah. Oh man, very good advice. That's cool. I'm glad you you shared the uh, like the equipment basically, right? So you know, uh, to anybody listening, that's uh, that's pretty inspiring stuff. Is yeah, you don't need to spend you know couple thousand dollars to get the gear. I mean, if you're doing something on whatever it was, a $250 budget essentially, and, uh, you know, it more or less went viral for you and springboarded you into these last four years. Like that's a, that's a good success story, man. So thanks for sharing that. That's awesome, man. So anything else I want to wrap it up? Basically, where can we find you online? Uh, when if, if everybody's obviously we'll have that in the show notes, but I want to give you a chance to, to verbalize it as well to everybody.
2: Um you can find me anywhere uh at Pax Chase PAXSON Chase um Spotify Apple Tidal uh you can google me anywhere you could think I'm there
1: beautiful thanks so much for coming on the show man uh, super good interview i i i liked picking uh you know getting some some knowledge as far as this your creative process and and kind of what you're doing with uh with your you know your musical projects and everything so thank you so much for your time today man
2: Now, I greatly appreciate you for having me. This was so fun and highlighted my day.
3: Mm -hmm. I still cry when I see your pictures. ask me why do i even care i feel bad for all of them cause they don't have the love we share hopeless i feel hopeless hopeless. broken no provoking me to change Cause I'd rather stay the same, yeah I'd rather stay the same There's something in my brain, yeah There's something
2: in my I would say I'm just a broken G Lucifer was human, just like me And I've been going with the flow just like Lee's You just said with the homies why they lit trees
3: But I'm just a zero Better watch when you step, two step I've been feeling like that Say I'm better off But I don't know My mom says things happen But I don't know